Welcome to the Social Atelier Podcast. I'm Brittany Torres, mindset and marketing coach for fine artists. As both an artist and marketing professional, I began noticing a huge disconnect between the business advice being offered online and what made actual sense for today's working artists. Bridging that gap has been at the heart of my business ever since. So if you're looking for someone to help navigate you through the maze that is self-led marketing while having honest conversations about being an artist in today's online world, then this is the show for you. And as your coach and biggest fan, I'm here to cheer you on every step of the way. Are you ready, artists? Let's get started. Hello, artists, and welcome to the very first episode of The Social Atelier podcast. I could not be more thrilled that you are here, that you are giving me your time. I am so honored and I'm so grateful that you are spending this time with me because I am so excited that this podcast is finally happening. This has been in the works for quite a while and things just didn't quite line up or for this reason or that reason, it didn't get started. And with the start of 2022 and the big things that seem to be changing and happening today, I was like, you know, this is it. The time has come. We're getting the podcast started. And I have received so much overwhelming support from the artists in my community that they gave me the drive to get this going. So you guys are the real MVP. I'm so happy I get to be here and be your coach on a podcast platform. So I want to kick this podcast off with an episode where you get to learn a little bit more about me, who I am, what I do, why I do what I do, so that going forward, you know a little bit more about me, you know who you're listening to. And hopefully by the end of this, we're best friends and you come back and hang out with me every single week. It's always best though to know who's talking to you. So who am I and what's my story? My name is Brittany Torres. As you heard in my intro, I am a Washington native. I grew up in the mountains just outside Seattle. So as much as I work in Seattle and I work with artists in Seattle, I grew up in the mountains. I grew up in the country. And so I really enjoy getting to work with people from all over the Pacific Northwest. I am both a artist myself and a marketing professional. But how, how does that work? How do I, how did I get there? And it makes for kind of an interesting story. So I would love to take a little bit of your time and share that story with you so you know where I'm coming from and you see how these two sides met in the middle and created the business and the podcast you're listening to today. So I have always been creative. I was encouraged from a very young age to be creative. My mother is one of the most creative people I have ever met. And my father is very creative in, he's very gifted musically. And they both really encouraged me to pursue my passions, pursue whatever it was that lit me up. And so I was very, very blessed to grow up with that. So I started getting into arts. I mean, I, I did a little bit of everything as you do growing up, but I really started to get into photography when I was in high school. I really got interested in photography. Photoshop was starting to really kind of 
come out and be something that you could do at home. I remember how exciting it was to to edit photos. I have a couple of those looking back. Uh, do you ever pull out your artwork that you made when you were younger and you're like, whoa, we've come a long way. So I really, really got into that in high school and that actually followed me into college. So I went to the East Coast. I went all the way across the country to Mount Holyoke College in Western Massachusetts. If anyone is listening who is from Mount Holyoke in Massachusetts, please let me know in my DMs. I would love to know that you are native and listening because that was such a special time in my life. It's a small liberal arts college for women, and it really allowed me to focus on my studies, focus on the degree that I wanted to get that wasn't necessarily the degree I was getting to get a job or a specific career, but it was what I loved. And also at the same time, a lot of side projects, a lot of fun things, a lot of creativity happened during those college years. So even though I was studying for my liberal arts, like my bachelor's degree, I was getting a double major in English literature and medieval studies. I know, not a common degree, but I have a degree in medieval studies. But I always manage, like I said, to find ways to be creative. That could mean that I was doing a restoration project, a digital restoration project for a manuscript. My professor was very surprised uh, when I brought Photoshop into the conversation when talking about medieval manuscripts. But then I also threw events as I was the department liaison. And that's where I found my love for event planning. I also had the amazing opportunity to work at the independent local bookstore there in town. And I was given some amazing opportunities to work the events for visiting authors and get to talk with the marketing and PR people that came through town and learn a lot from them. Shout out to Emily and Joan, the best bosses I have ever, ever worked for. All through that, I enjoyed my time at college. But eventually, as all good things, it came to an end and I moved back home. That was a time that was really, really interesting for me career-wise. I had in my mind that I was going to go this certain direction. It's like, I'm going to go into publishing. I'm going to go work at another bookstore and I'm going to get into publishing and I'm going to get into PR and I'm going to do all these things. And I had all these ideas of what I might do. And then the world tilted. My mom got diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. She is currently a breast cancer survivor. We are so proud and excited of her um, seven years later. But at the time, it was so huge and life-altering. And I decided, nope, scratch all those plans. I want to stay home. I want to be with my family. I've been gone for three years on the East Coast for college. I decided I wanted to stay home to be with my family. And also, um, I got engaged, so I wanted to plan for my wedding. Because of that decision to not move into the city, to not pursue that career choice, which I now know was such a blessing in disguise, 
if you've ever had one of those moments where your life changes and you're like, oh, I'm so glad that did. I am so glad I didn't go down that path because I got set on a whole different path because of that. I went to work at a local independent book publishing company. I got hired there initially, and this is going to be a reoccurring theme that you're going to hear with my story artists. I got hired initially to train to become the head editor. So I was like, yeah, I'm still going to go into publishing. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to get to do publishing. It's just self-publishing at a local sort of indie style self-publishing press. What happened, what followed was they found out I did artwork. And I said, well, yeah, I do this digital artwork. It's called photo manipulation. Photo manipulation is what you will typically see on a book cover or a movie poster. You take a bunch of photos, you put it together, you put lots of colors with it, all these different things. So I did photo manipulation. And I said, wow, we really like it. Once in a while, do you want to do book covers? And we'll pay you extra. And I said, yeah, sure. Little did I know that shortly thereafter, and then for the next two years, I would become the only and lead graphic designer for this book publishing company. So I totally pivoted. I completely pivoted and I learned a lot of skills. I had to get good at the graphic design really fast because I had no formal training. So I was just thrown straight into it and learned on the fly. And what I found was that I learned quite well in that high stress on the fly, figure it out yourself system. So this is kind of a, a common thing, like I said, because I constantly have found myself getting shifted into a creative job. So this happened with the editing. I went in to be an editor. I came out a book cover designer and a graphic designer. My next job, well, of course, we have a couple, like, few small jobs in between, but my next big job was in Seattle. I was working at an art academy. So I went in as a copywriter for the marketing department and somehow ended up as the creative manager, doing all the publication work, the design work, all of that stuff. So getting shifted from one to the other started to feel like it was a theme. During this whole time, I was growing as an artist. I went from doing something that was very, very strictly for myself, very hobby, to going to the book covers, to realizing, hey, this is pretty great, and continuing to do that on my own and start to create this original artwork. I started to build a portfolio and began selling artwork. I took on some commissions. I started doing stuff at shows. For reference, also, you guys, I am a digital artist. So I create digital artwork as a mix of digital painting and working with photographs. So I typically make fantasy style art. So I sell at 
like convention shows that you can go to and online, those sorts of things. So I started to really build skills from that that then led into my graphic design. It was really cool to see how the two played together. And, but my artwork was always just something that was a hobby. And yet the skills allowed me to get the jobs that I ended up getting. How interesting is that? That the things we are naturally good at play into our career path. As an artist and as a creative, that happens so often, but sometimes we're not even aware that it's happening, right? Also, it should be mentioned that I'm a completely self-taught artist. So I used YouTube and I went to people with specific questions and I practiced and I failed and I made really bad art and then I made sort of less bad art and I kept going and going and showing at shows until I started selling stuff, until I started getting recognition. So it was a very self-led journey. I even had to learn to build my own website because the website somebody made for me broke. It was so crazy and we'll talk about that more in another episode. But I had to learn on the fly. I had to go into that same space that I did with my jobs, right? That high pressure like, you better figure it out because you can't really find anyone else to do this for you. You're on your own here. That's kind of the, the idea of a self-taught person and that's how we, how we move forward. We're like, well, I don't know how to do that. Guess I better learn. A lot of creatives I find are very, very similar. Now, I started to get to work with the artists at the job I was at at the time. I got to start to get to know artists and they started coming to me with some questions about like online stuff. And I had one particular artist approach me and ask for help in some online areas. And I realized I do know how to help her because I self-taught myself. I, I learned how to build a website. I had to learn how to do all this stuff on my own. And I said, you know what? Yeah. I, I do know how to do that. I can absolutely help you. It was a moment for me that was so amazing because I took both the skills I had learned from these different jobs and also the skills I had learned because of my hobby and I was able to help this artist. It was so fulfilling. And I realized at that time that I really enjoyed working one-on-one -on -one with someone. Before I had always worked for a company that then provided services to somebody else. This time I actually got to work with someone face-to-face -face and help them achieve something that they had been struggling with. And I realized I have got to do more of this. This was awesome. And so I was encouraged um, by my husband. I was married by that time. And I was encouraged. He's like, you should, you should start your own business. You should go for it. And I talked with those artists and they said, yes, we do need help in these areas. That would be awesome if you were able to help us. So I said, you know what? This is really, this is really exciting that I can take all of these areas 
that I had ended up learning about and combine it into a job. So that led to me quitting my job and opening my own business. That whole thing fits into one sentence, but the emotions, the emotions of the roller coaster of quitting your nine to five to start your own business is, there's no way that can fit in one sentence, right? I, I love to stop and pause when I talk about this story is that it wasn't just as simple as, and I started my own business, right? It's like if someone was like, and I started to oil paint. That's not how it works, right? We have to get there. We have to struggle and we have to learn. I did a lot of that, artists. I took quite a while. I took about a year to figure out how the heck do I run this business, I, I started out doing something different. For those who are the OGs who have been around a while, you might remember that this business started out under a different name. It started out as Phoenix Brand Management. And I was doing strictly brand management. I can't believe thinking back how much has changed in that amount of time. But that first year, I was figuring out, first of all, how to run a business. How does that work? There's a lot of paperwork you have to fill out. And I was working with artists in that I was managing their brands. What does that mean? That meant I was building them websites. I was running their social media for them. I was sending out their emails for them. And I quickly realized that this was providing a service that was actually a disservice to artists. Let me wind that back and say that again so it really sinks in. By doing it for the artists, I was providing a service that was in fact a disservice to them. Let's dive a little deeper into that. That meant that they were getting their social media done and their websites done, but it was someone else's voice. As much as I studied their work, I don't talk like them. I don't know the emotional story behind everything. I can't give the emotional connection that an artist has with their artwork. I can't fully capture that on their behalf. I realized that by doing it for the artists, I wasn't empowering them. I was taking maybe a little bit of that stress away, but in fact, I was taking away their ability to share their story authentically. So I pivoted, pivoted my business. That's, that's the fancy term of just saying, I completely did a 180. I began coaching artists on how to do all of this themselves in a way that was a little more streamlined, that made a little bit more sense, that met in a happy middle between our marketing brain and our creative heart. Basically, how do you not burn out while doing all this marketing stuff? I started to coach them to do that and it allowed me to pivot my whole business model. And it was the best thing that I could have done. That's what you see now today as the social atelier. 
I now work completely from home. I get to work with amazing people. I get to help them do such cool things, but they're doing it. I get to be their coach and I get to be their fan and scream from the sidelines and encourage them, help them, but they're doing it. I cannot tell you how satisfying it is to see my students able to do this on their own. But that took a long time to get there. It took a lot of trial and error for me to figure out how to make this work as a business because it's a pretty non-typical business. An artist marketing coach, there absolutely, there are some amazing ones out there, but it's not too common. And so I hope that this podcast is a way that I can connect with more artists and with you listening. That's why I'm so excited you're here. This business is all about putting artists first, putting their experiences and the community of artists first over money. That's why I cannot wait to bring you a whole bunch of free podcasts full of super awesome value. (laughs) But I love what I do. I feel so fulfilled when I get to help artists and I get to see how some of these small changes that we implement and the habits we change and the new systems we put in place can provide them freedom. The same freedom that I feel now. I get to work from home, support my husband, Justin, He is a firefighter um, here in Washington, and we have a dog named Fancy and a cat named Loki. I'm telling you this because I'm sure I will chat about them quite often throughout this podcast. But this job has allowed me the freedom and flexibility to be with my family, but also to continue doing what I love, which is connecting with all of you. COVID was hard on artists. It was hard on business. It was hard on everyone. And not that we're through it, but we are moving forward, right? It's crazy to say, but my business, all of these changes that I've been telling you about, it all happened during the pandemic. It all happened because we as artists really, really realized how important having an online presence can be. I am so happy that I I pivoted my business to coaching because I get to help more people this way. I get to reach more people and it has just been a pretty amazing experience and it's been a, a wild two and a half years here at the Social Atelier. So that's a bit of my background. That's my story. I am sure I will share more personal stuff along the way because Like I said um, in my trailer, this is a podcast full of honest conversations and real life. But what is the rest of this podcast about? Well, you will get a good mix of both the mindset and the marketing. I firmly believe you cannot have good marketing if you don't have the right mindset. You can have all the email templates in the world, but if you don't have a system put in place, you don't have a mindset put in place, you don't understand why you're doing what you're doing, it will burn you out. 
If you're feeling burnt out as an artist when it comes to this online stuff, when it comes to social media, you are not alone. I hear the same pain points over and over from artists who are struggling with feeling burnt out, struggling with the online overwhelm. So I'm hoping to bring you not all, but definitely many answers throughout this podcast. There are so many. There are so there are so many podcasts out there and so many good ones that I am just so honored that you're listening to mine and spending time with me here. There are so many good ones out there, but I wanted my own podcast because I wanted to make sure that what I was sharing with my artists, we could dive in a little deeper than, say, Instagram can let us. I have coaching programs and I have these different things, but sometimes you just need a real good conversation about some of these topics. I want to be able to dive deeper into some of these topics with you. Have those honest conversations. Ask those hard questions. And really get to the bottom of why are we doing this? What is the point? It's so worth it, artists, but not at the expense of you being frustrated. So I'm hoping that with this podcast, I'm going to be bringing you value every single week that can help you build an online presence without burnout. How are we going to do that? Great question. Every other week, I'm going to bring on a guest. So in between that will be just like this one. It will just be me hanging out with you talking. But every other week, we're going to be having a guest. And I am so, I'm just shaking with excitement. One of the main things that I want to focus on with my guests is bringing people you might not expect. I want to bring in people from all kinds of disciplines and see how it ties into being an artist. We are going to talk about different platforms we use. We're going to talk about finances. We're going to talk about next week. Our guest is talking about perfectionism and imposter syndrome. We're going to be talking about all sorts of things and getting a really diverse viewpoint on what it's like being an artist online today. So every Tuesday, you can expect a podcast, whether it's me with a guest or me coming at you with a training and conversation. I am so excited that you're here for it. Now, I want to introduce you to this segment that I'm going to do every single week. So every single week at the end of my podcast, before we wrap up, like we're going to do now, is I'm going to ask you a question. If it's a solo episode the next week, I will answer it at the beginning of the episode. But if it's a guest, we're going to have that guest answer it and then give us a new question for the week. I'm so excited for this artist because it gives you time to mull it over, to live through it for the week. See if your answer changes. Take some time. So for this week, your question is, it's the end of the month, the end of the first month of 2022. 
how did that fly by artists it went by so fast like a lot of people i'm sure artists also set goals in january it's a very big thing setting goals however you do it whether you set monthly yearly whatever that is i want you to think about the goal that you set earlier this month at the beginning of january think about that goal for a minute it's now the end of the month how do you feel about that goal for your art business specifically i'm sure you have you can have a lot of personal goals that's fantastic Here on this podcast, we specifically are talking about your art business. So for your artwork, for your business, how are you feeling about that goal? Are you excited about it? Are you feeling like you might need to revisit it? Do you feel like you might need to scrap it? Is it unrealistic or unaligned with where you're at right now? Let me know. In my DMs on Instagram or over email, what the answer to your question is. I would love to know how you answer this question. And next week, our guest is going to answer this for us. Artists, I'm so thrilled that you joined me for today, for this episode. We're just getting started. We're just starting out on this new adventure with this new year. It is going to be a big one in so many ways. And I'm so happy that you're allowing this podcast to be a part of your new year. So without further ado, we're going to get wrapped up, but I would love to stay in contact with you. Please connect with me via Instagram at the.socialatelier or via email at Brittany at thesocialatelier.co. You can also see all of my contact info linked in the show notes. And I would love to know that you are listening. So either leave me a comment in my email, DM me, send a smoke signal, however you need to get a hold of me. I cannot wait to talk with you. If you're new here, please be sure to give me a follow. I would love to follow you back and connect with you more and hear about your art journey and your story. I'll see you next Tuesday for another episode of the Social Atelier Podcast. Until then, stay creative, artists.